0: Hi friends, Zach Walker here, welcoming you to episode six of the Intentionally Inclusive Podcast, a place for all of us to learn about and celebrate the things that make us unique and in the process to uncover the things that bring us together. Got a great episode planned for today with two exciting guests, both of whom I am really looking forward to chatting with. Uh, We were having some nice discussions before recording, and so I can't wait to see where where the podcast takes us today. Uh, But before I do that, if you didn't know, and you might not, November is a month with two very important holidays for the D.E.N.I. community. The first is Veterans Day, which is celebrated every year on November 11th, and honors military veterans of the U.S. Armed Forces. It does coincide with some similar holidays in other parts of the world, including Armistice Day and Remembrance Day, and it was originally founded to commemorate the end of World War I in 1918. Was first celebrated in 1919 by proclamation from President Woodrow Wilson. And in Wilson's words, to us in America, the reflections of Armistice Day will be filled with solemn pride in the heroism of those who died in the country's service and with gratitude for the victory, both because of the thing from which it has freed us and because of the opportunity it has given America to show her sympathy with peace and justice in the Council of Nations. So we'll be talking a little bit more about Veterans Day today. Uh, in addition to Veterans Day, uh, November also sees Transgender Awareness Week, which is observed every year from November 13th through November 19th, and culminates in the Transgender Day of Awareness on November 20th. And Transgender Awareness Week is was created to raise awareness of the trans community through education and advocacy. It's a time for trans people and allies to take action by sharing stories and experiences and shining a light on some of the issues of prejudice, discrimination, and violence That affect the trans community. So excited to talk about both of those topics today. Uh, And to do that, we have two guests. So first up, we have Tom Bachman, who, uh, as I mentioned uh, before we started recording, is one of my favorite people at Paychex. He's our culture-shaping project manager. Tom, uh, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you very much, Zach. So glad to be here. I am honored. And thank you for the great introduction, man. I really appreciate that. (laughs) Zach and I go way back, way back. Good book.
0: Yeah, I I feel like I have uh, talked with you enough and listened to you talk enough that I could probably be like your hype man at any sort of event you need to do if if you're ever hiring there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, come with me. Everywhere I go, join me, please.
0: Exactly. So, Tom, let's start out with, um, what are your pronouns?
1: Um, He, his, and him.
0: Okay, excellent. Thank you. And so I know why you're here speaking with us today and just want to start off by saying thank you for your service. But maybe you could tell our listeners a little bit about what brings you on the podcast.
1: Well, I was asked here to be a part of uh, Veterans Day or Veterans Experience. Uh, I am a veteran, a proud veteran. My journey actually started on July 6th, 1982, if you can believe it. It does not sound... I mean, when I say it out loud, it's 39 years ago, which... I swear, I still feel. No, like I don't I'm, believe it. I'm 29, 34 tops. It just doesn't feel like that long ago. But uh, I spent four years at the United States Naval Academy, and then I was on a ship called the USS Enterprise, which is an aircraft carrier. I was a nuclear engineer on board Enterprise. Then yes. I spent another. Make it so. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. I wish I could get things <laughs> up sometime. Um, I spent another year and a half on board a ship called the USS Vandegrift, which is a frigate which is not a bad word. It's just the type of ship that we uh, sailed on. <laughs> I was a weapons officer on board that one. In between, I had to do different duty stations to prepare for those different roles, but those were my two biggest ones. And then my third and final role was I was a leadership instructor for the Navy in San Diego, California, which is not a bad place to be. Um, and then I moved to Rochester, New York. I was not in a coma when I did it. <laughs> it was a conscious choice. <laughs> To move from San Diego to Rochester, New York, and I have been here uh, ever since. So, uh, twenty-seven years here in Rochester, New York.
0: Twenty-seven years in Rochester, and forty years—forty years in the navy. Navy four zero.
1: Oh gosh, no! Not forty years in the navy. After that duty station in San Diego, that was it. I was done. Sorry. I didn't 40, years I, I, forty years ago. Forty years ago when I started. No, I am, yes. I was, okay. I was a uh, commission service only eight years. Eight
0: okay, years. so really, what you said is, boy, I feel so much younger. Uh, I feel like I'm 34 and I said was, wow, you were 40 years in the Navy. So I'm sure that really helped, uh, helped you feel better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was not 40 years in the Navy. Four years of school, another eight years commissioning Indeed. service. That was it. Well,
0: thank you very much for your service. And, and again, thanks for being here today. Thank you. I'm honored. So our second guest is someone I'm very excited to meet really for the first time today. And that is Hev Calhoun, who is a service partner and MPSC service. And someone I know at least of because I have, don't feel too bad here, but I have um, been following your posts on the Paychex Rainbow Alliance WebEx Teams group, and I always enjoy what you're posting. So I'm really excited to talk to you today. So welcome.
2: Cool. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah. And have what are your pronouns?
2: Um, he, him, they, them. Anything
0: but okay. a she. Okay. Anything but a she. All right. Great. And uh, can you tell our audience a little bit about what brings you on the podcast today?
2: Um, I was also asked um, to um, speak on the behalf of the Transgender Awareness Week subject. Um and I
0: can't say no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we're really glad you didn't, because it's great to have you here. Uh, and looking forward to hearing a little bit more about your story.
3: Yeah. Me too. All
0: right. So uh let's start out for for both of you really. So not just Tom Have I'm 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 um uh, interested in hearing your perspective on on Veterans Day as well. Um but Tom, I know you told us a little bit about your military experience, kind of where and when you served. Um, what was it like for you moving from the military to the civilian workforce?
1: That's a great question, Zach. Uh, for for me, for me, it was a very easy transition. I was welcomed with open arms into uh, my first sales position. Uh, I, I think I might have been in between the Navy and my new sales job, maybe two three weeks to make that transition from California to Rochester, New York. Mm-hmm. And when I got there in in the in the sales world um it was very welcoming all the people that i worked with at that team they they knew that i was a veteran because you get to know people when you talk and i had just left the service and i felt it very uh, proactive very very welcoming um for me and and most of the people that i know had a very good experience as well that's not the case with all veterans Uh, Some Mm -hmm. of them do have a pretty tough transition, especially uh, depending on what their role was before they left the service. But for me, it was a very easy, very welcoming, very loving environment.
0: That's really great to hear. So it sounds like probably the transition from San Diego to Rochester was a little harder than from the military to civilian life.
3: (laughs) That's exactly right. That yeah. was the
1: biggest, biggest thing to be able to get used to. Yeah. Where am I and what is this white stuff? I don't understand.
0: <laughs> it's snow. And as we can all attest, we've got some on the ground today. We're recording in uh, late November, right before Thanksgiving, and we just got our, our first bit. So we're uh, in the in the early sort of enchanted phase with snow a little bit still, right? I saw a snowflake yesterday and I thought, oh, that's great. So uh, as you have uh, gone through your career with Paychex, how, how long have you been with the company now?
1: Twenty-one years.
0: Wow, that's fantastic! Congrats. Uh, yeah, what did you get for your twentieth yeah. anniversary gift?
1: You know, I I I had some golf clubs, but at six foot six, uh, turns out they didn't fit. So <laughs> <laughs> I had to I had to send them back, and uh, I ended up getting a little uh, drill and tool kit, because uh, you can never have okay. enough power tools when you're when you're a homeowner. Always handy, you yeah. You can get so yeah. I got the power tools. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I had my 15th last year, and I got a Roomba, which oh, I was very nice. excited for. And awesome. So now I, I have a little robot running around oh, my house. Nice. So you've been with Paychex for 21 years now, which is amazing. How has your experience uh, being a veteran informed your time with Paychex and in the various roles you've, you've been in?
1: You know, I, it, it gives you perspective because in, in the military, it's very command and control. And, you know, you, you, you step up, you salute, you say, aye, aye, whatever somebody needs. You say, yes, that's just what you do. Um, in a civilian world, there's, uh, there's more debate, there's more conversation, there's more discussion about what needs to be done, and your opinion matters. Mm-hmm. It's not that in the military we're all robots, but there is a, an, an expectation that if somebody says jump, you say hi hi and then you just execute. You do what you're supposed to do. Um, if, if there's a conversation around, hey, what do you think we ought to do, you know, you hope you have in, in the military a leader that does ask those questions, that is inclusive, that, that, that is interested in your opinion. Um, that is, I wouldn't say it's too terribly common, because when you're in a shipboard environment, at least for me, I was in the United States Navy, um, you have to move fast sometimes. We'd be up 18 hours a day, 20 hours a day, and, and there's a lot to do, and sometimes you don't have the opportunity for a lot of debate. You just need to get the job done. In the civilian world, um, I th- there still is some of that. We live in a very hierarchical organization at paychecks, you know, there's the CEO mm-hmm. and there's various layers. So you know, that that particular structure is very common and, and easy, you get used to that, no problem. I think the biggest difference, Ozek, is the com- the conversation, the collaboration. Mm. Um, you get together and you say, All right, what's the best way to be able to execute this? And you, you get a committee or you get the team together. And if you have a culture right where respect and accountability and, and your ability to partner and your desire to partner with each other is sound, um, it's amazing what you can accomplish. It's amazing the different paths you can take. You're not bound. I mean, the military, and you've heard stories, civilian stories all the time about uh, how the military jumps on a path to build a tank or they build a plane, and then the, the costs are Five times what it should. And most of that is because there's no conversation, there's no debate. Somebody, somebody in the food chain hmm. said, do this, we need this. And there's a false expectation of a particular deadline or a budget, and people execute because they were told to. In the civilian world, hmm. um, we, we we give pause and we say, Well, is that really the best way to go? And did we really think this one through? And and you know what? We ought to bring in Sparky because Sparky would be a fantastic view on this uh that person would just be a great, no, sparky's the sparky best he is awesome <laughs> yep. everybody every team needs a sparky <laughs> so when that person shows yep. up and they provide this perspective this this uh viewpoint and all of a sudden everybody goes huh you never thought of it that way let's take a look at it and we're willing to we're willing to change we're willing to be curious we're willing to be innovative i i wouldn't say that the 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 military is the opposite of that, by no means, uh, because it is innovative. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would say that there's a definite difference in terms of degree, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. At the same time, I'd, I'd imagine that there are a lot of experiences that you had that were really advantageous for you. You know, if I look at our values, I look at service, of course, but also accountability and respect. Those are things that are really ingrained in many people I know who have spent time in in uh, diverse branches of the military So what are some things that You feel like the military really prepared you for In in a workplace or a workplace like Paychex
1: Wow, you've got a lot of great questions, Zach I love it um, I, would say... <laughs> I know,
0: and this is not one I gave you ahead of time So I'm sorry in advance <laughs> I
1: <appreciate that. laughs> uh, No, I love it I think um, I'm a very values-based person I believe mm-hmm. that started in the military I was 18 when I, when I signed up I raised my hand and said, yep, this is what I want to do Um, and you immediately become immersed into a values based environment, um, Mm -hmm. honor honor, duty country, you know, that type of thing. And, and I think integrity is a big, big deal. Um, there, you you give no quarter to anybody that does not have integrity. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just such a foundational value. I, I believe wherever you go, but particularly in the military, you just can't afford to work in an environment where people are not upfront and honest about what things are and and how things should be. Especially in the immediacy of battle, you have to be truthful. You have to be integral. You have to be a person of your word. And I think, I think as humans, we gravitate towards that. We gravitate towards people who are accountable, who are integral, who are great partners. It's part of the human condition. We dig that in some Mm -hmm.
3: way. Yeah.
1: And and so when you you come to paychecks, and we have this values-based environment that we started our journey on back eight, nine years ago. Um, for me, it was a, a wonderful and natural fit because here here I spent a lot of time, 12 years, in the military in a values-based environment where integrity and accountability were big, big, big foundational ideals. And then here at Paychex, well, guess what? Integrity and accountability, pretty big, fat, hairy deals around here. So. It's, it's a nice fit. It's a comfortable fit. And it's easy for me to go around the country, go around the world talking about the value of accountability and partnership in an environment where integrity and respect are foundational values.
0: Agreed. I've always thought that integrity particularly is the one value that if you don't have it, you, you can't even start on any of the others. It's kind of the foundational one for us in a lot of ways. You could probably make the case for most of the values, but yeah.
1: Yeah, how, how do you tell somebody, you know what, tomorrow your your integrity needs to be better than it was yesterday?
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> I don't know if I can make that switch. So yeah. I, I think integrity and respect are table stakes around here. I think we need to come in the door with integrity and respect. It's hard to teach them. Can you? Yes. Can you? Um, but I think once you have that integrity and respect as a foundational system for all of us, and can you imagine, Zach, what your team would be like? If everybody on the team was accountable and 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 great partners, I think innovation and service just kind of follow along naturally. Yeah. I think when our senior leadership picked those six values, I think they nailed them. I really do.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Say. That's really great. So in the in the 21 years that you've been with Paychecks, uh, having moved into civilian life, what what has your experience been like as a veteran? Have you felt the support from your coworkers, from your teams? Do you feel the appreciation that that we have for for you and for other veterans.
1: Yes, absolutely, and I think every year it gets it gets more and more appreciative. Uh, when I joined the service in in the '80s, we were just coming up. At least this country, anyway, was just coming out of a, a very difficult 10 15 year experience uh, in Southeast Asia, which which created a lot of heat and light. Mm-hmm. And there were stories where I went to school in Annapolis that. There were some local schools when the midshipmen would march to the um, to the stadium to the football games. Uh, we would have to march there, the entire brigade of midshipmen. And back in the day, in the seventies, that was not a welcomed thing mm-hmm. because uh, if you were in the military, that was um, you were you were not looked upon fondly.
0: Sure, you're talking so now, like Vietnam era. 70s,
1: yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So um, in the eighties, I think that changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was in I was in the military in the eighties and the nineties. And and ever since then, even now, uh, 2021, again it is, it is such an honor to have that experience. But even more so, when, even on Veterans Day or even non-Veterans, if I have to be wearing a military cap or a shirt, like right now, I'm wearing a shirt with uh, with uh, my school's trident on it.
3: Hmm.
1: Um, if somebody sees that and they say something, which is very common, they'll they'll stop at Lowe's or at Home Depot or or at a gas station, they'll say, Hey, you know, thank you for your service. My, my license plate is, has a, you know, Navy veteran written on it and somebody will say something about it and say, thank you for your service. And, and I do believe it's heartfelt. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, it's a uh, very different from it what, what it was 40 years ago. I think there's a national consciousness now that, that, um, I think people are just simply more grateful, Yeah. more grateful. And I think it's just for veterans. I think it's for, for all walks of life, for all roles in our environment, uh, for teachers, for example. Yes. Um, anytime I meet a teacher, I, I just want to get on my knees and bow. Yeah. And just say thank you, you know, and, and I, I, I don't bow. I am heartfelt when I say.
0: You're very tall, you so a bow does mean more coming from yeah. you.
1: <laughs> and it would be kind of creepy too. So. <laughs> Um, if I do run across a, a teacher or a first responder, uh, I I'm just, uh, I'm so grateful. Yeah. And, I, and I think what, our, I think our country has, uh, with that military kind of feeling with that, thank you for your service mindset. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, um, extrapolated into other areas mm-hmm. of our society. And now with, with COVID, I think people are more grateful, more patient mm-hmm. and, and we see, we we see things for what they are and what they're intended to be, and I think people are just simply more grateful for that. I'm really and, glad. i willing really to say something about it too. Yeah, that's my experience.
0: Yeah. So, have as as Tom was talking about that, um, our our uh, listeners can't see this, but you were kind of giving the thumbs up and you were you were pointing at yourself. So, are, are you what what were you saying there while you were doing that?
2: So I was actually like when he started talking about his hat and his shirt, I was like. I knew where he was going with it because I've done that since I learned about our Vietnam vets in school, actually, uh, from an amazing teacher. And they, um, it moved me. It bothered me that we had people fighting for our country, for our rights, and we're not thanking them. Yeah. And it bothered me. Um, So as a teenager, as soon as I saw people in hats. That was well over 20 years ago, and I've done it ever since. If I see you in a hat, That's if I see awesome it hit. on your shirt, I'll go right up to you. Well, ever since COVID, I don't put my hand out, but I'll extend my hand and say thank you for your service. I every single that. time. I actually, awesome. thanks, thanks, been, thanks, no thanks. problem. My, um, my friends have noticed that for years, and they're like, just wow, like heads. And then it started picking up and I'm like, this is so cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 One of my, one of my favorite experiences when, when my grandfather was still living, uh, he was a world war II veteran. Both my grandfathers were, but this is my mother's father specifically. He would wear his hat and his jacket out and um, boy, the number of people that would just stop and thank him. Or, you know, if we were at a diner, the waitress would have a conversation with him or the waiter would have a conversation with him and. And that was um, just something I know that meant a lot to him throughout his entire life. Um, And he had the opportunity to do the Honor Flight, uh, which is where veterans are brought down to uh, Washington, D.C. as part of a volunteer organization. And and they get a chance to sort of tour the memorials and um, visit the capital city, which is, I think, really neat, too.
3: Yeah, Yeah, that's really
0: cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tom, uh, two sort of uh, final questions for you on Veterans Day. And again, have, feel free to jump in too. Um, first question is, what advice would you have for folks who are coming to paychecks or coming to another workforce out of the military now? You know, somebody who's green coming right out. What, what would you tell somebody?
1: I, I would say start from curious. Yeah. Um, where, where you were is not where you're going. And that's always the case. But because it's such a, a clear, delineated difference, military-civilian, I mean, that's, that's a wicked difference. But just think of it as, well, you worked at ABC Company, now you're working for DEF Company. And there's going to be different cultures, different environments. So just as you would start from curious moving to that organization, so as you should when you move out of the military into a civilian role. Start from curious and assume positive intent. Um, it's going to be different. There's uh, and, and different isn't necessarily bad. Just because it's different mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It could very well be a good thing. But you're used to ten years or eight years or twenty years or twenty-five years of a way of doing things. Um, so when you when you make that transition, it's going to be different. But not because it's civilian. It's just different for different sake. Mm-hmm. Just as you would going from one civilian company to another civilian company.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Always, always start from curious and always assume positive intent.
0: It's good advice for everybody.
1: I would think. I would think. I, it, yeah. It served me, I think, even though I've been here 21 years. I'm in, in, in the military, I was never in any one place more than two and a half, three years. It was always different. And then I was in sales for a little while. And then I traveled the country um, teaching time management for, long, for about three years. And then when I found my home you near know, Paychex, it's been you know a whole new career, you know, 21 years. Um, mm-hmm. and so I, I think regardless of, of your tenure, where, where you move to somewhere for three years or you move somewhere for 21 years, um, just like you said, Zach, it's, it's good advice for everybody. Starting from curious, to assuming mm-hmm. positive intent, being here now are three tenets that no matter where you go, no matter who you are, no matter who you play with, you do those three things,
3: you'll be huge. Absolutely. Huge.
0: Agreed. And sort of uh, the, the flip side of that or follow up to that, what how can we as your coworkers or those of us who have family or friends who are veterans, how can we best show you our appreciation and support you?
1: Um, you know what? It, it comes down to the simple courtesy. I don't think it's necessarily having to do something specifically because you were ex-military outside of saying thank you for your service, which is your uh, obligation to say or not say. But just showing respect for that veteran mm-hmm. just as you would anybody else, I think, goes a long way. I think another way to think of it, is as you meet somebody who's from the military and you're, and you're and you're thinking about, you know what, thank you for your service. As you say that sentence in your mind, think of hmm, thank you for your commitment. Thank you for your commitment. Because when people sign mm-hmm. up, they, they, they don't sign mm-hmm. up politically. They sign up because they want to serve the country. And you don't know where you're going to go. You don't know where you're going to serve. You could be at a desk in Nashville, Tennessee, or you could be packing a rifle overseas. And you don't know when you're going to get called up. You don't know what action you're going to take for the most part. I mean, some roles, obviously, it's, it's considered, quote unquote, safe. Others are more dangerous. But for the most part, you still made a commitment and you don't know where that role is going to take you. You don't know where in the country it's going to take you. You don't know what's going to happen three years from now and you don't know how hot things are going to get.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So when, when you meet somebody who is in the service, consider the commitment that they made, um, not knowing what the future holds, not knowing where it's going to go, not knowing where it's going to take them in the world, and not knowing where they're going to go in harm's way. They still made that choice on behalf of themselves and their family because they had a commitment towards their country. They felt a need to be able to serve. So when you thank somebody for their service, take into consideration the commitment that they made, because the service is going to be different for everybody, Coast Guard, Marines, Army, Navy, everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, But the commitment, that is the same for every single person that was in the military.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's a really, really great way to look at it. I know I have have a lot of friends. So I, I was in my early 20s after September 11th. And so there were a lot of people who are just a few years younger than me who were really motivated by that commitment and by a sense of obligation and duty to their country to enlist in the military um, in support of those efforts. And so I think it's always it's really been very eye-opening to me to talk to them about their service and just sort of ask them questions to the extent that they're comfortable talking about it. And so um, I know that's that's always helped to broaden my perspective as well.
3: That's great. Yeah. yeah. And, and
1: that's, I think you hit the nail on the head there um, to broaden your perspective.
3: Yeah. And that's, yeah.
1: I think, what any of us can ask of each other, right? Yeah. Start from curious, be open to a different way of looking at things, be open to somebody else's experience. It may not be your experience, yep. but it was their truth. And your truth might be different from their truth, and that's okay.
0: What a great way to describe just the entire point of DEI in general and the podcast. Exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah. There you go. The whole point right there. All right. Great.
0: So uh, I want to move on to the um, second main topic that we're talking about today, which is Transgender Awareness Week, Trans Day of Awareness, and um, turn it over to Hev, but again, with the, the same disclaimer, Tom, that you know, please jump in and, and share your perspective um, where you can as well. Um, so Hev, uh, tell us a little bit about your experience um, being a trans person in the workplace, in life in general, and at paychecks uh, specifically.
2: Um, now that I'm a trans person, instead of stuck in the wrong body, I, um, it's blissful, really. Um, (laughs) nobody knows unless I tell y'all. Um, but, (laughs) um, I know what privilege feels like now. It feels really good. Um, but I try not to use it wrong and remember where I came from. Um, Um, but I, I love feeling comfortable in my skin and Paychex has done a very great job at helping me accomplish that. Um, without the insurance that Paychex offers, um, without the um, decent amount of pay to be able mm. to afford what insurance won't pay for,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, has helped me, um, be able to accomplish this transition a lot easier. Um, before I was very uncomfortable, but now I'm I'm confident now that I'm in my skin.
0: Um Yeah. I can I can see the confidence and, yeah. and hopefully our listeners can hear it in your voice too.
2: Yeah, totally confident. Like I um I have been treated completely different and it feels good. If nobody knows who I am or where I came from now, I get treated with hello, sir. Um I have hmm literally gotten out of speeding tickets and before i used to be treated just like a lot of other people of can you please step out of the car do you have any drugs or weapons in the car um there's i've Mm. always believed there's two different approaches when there's the routine traffic stop and i've encountered both um and it feels good to encounter this new world um where people treat me like I'm human instead of, I don't know, um, a monster sometimes or um, hmm. a, a clown basically. So I, use, I don't even get stared at anymore. It's beautiful.
0: Um, and well, I'm so sorry that you ever were. Oh yeah,
2: it, 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 there's a lot of not nice people out there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But ever since then, like, that's why I've grown more confident is because people don't Mm -hmm. treat me differently anymore. They don't look at me differently. I am a confident male now or a confident trans male when I come out to somebody and say, actually, Mm -hmm. I was not always this way. And people will go, Um and go crazy.
0: A lot of people for our listeners. You me. made you made a surprised face. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I was just about to go. Oh, hey, people yep. can't see that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. People are. Oh, I get a lot of shocked in, especially in paychecks um, for people who <clears throat> don't know. Um, but for even the management that do know, my su- my supervisors um, yeah. have mostly all been supportive. I like yeah. Tom. Like to transition a lot um, and grow with my life. And, um, yep. so I've had a lot of leadership people here and yeah, there's still some that are just rough around the edges or couldn't get past my tie is what I would say. Um, hmm. but for the most part, my, most of my supervisors have always been amazing. Um, I have ones that one specifically that has encouraged me since day one, um, to, she just always knew. And when I finally said, um, hmm. I'm ready to do it. She's like, good. Cause I've been waiting for you to do it. Like,
3: mm-hmm. so
2: paychecks has been a godsend for me in the fact of transitioning as well, <clears throat>
0: because yeah.
2: before this, I was a barista. I was a burger flipper at mm-hmm. McDonald's. I did not know how to talk to people. <laughs> um, I learned how to speak to people um, in a more, Professional setting since I've been here. Sure. Um, and it, I owe a lot of that to a specific person. Period here, but for overall, yeah, I'm very welcome here. It's really
0: great. Yeah, that speaks, you know, a, a lot to the need that everyone really has to just be seen for who you are, and to be appreciated for who you are, and to be talked to as as the person who who you really are. Yeah, right? just like a human. So. Um, How long have you been with Paychex? I have been with
2: Paychex in March. It'll be eight years, um, but nine years. Eight years, years. okay. Yeah, I was temporary before the nine years. So I was temporary for one year before, so.
0: And how does that overlap with your journey to becoming who you are? So
2: my first year in paychecks was temporary. Mm-hmm. So that was actually, it was ironic how I got the job was because my friend worked in the temporary role mm-hmm. and he pushed for me to get hired. I never was, they never saw me face to face when they hired me. Uh, sure. So then I was just Heather. And when they met me and I come in and I'm all dressed up in my suit and tie, they, they, they people kind of went, what, what, what just happened here?" Ah. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, so but I proved myself because I am a very good heart, I'm a hard worker, I'm great at customer service. and he he, even that supervisor at that time, actually opened up a lot and helped me get to a permanent role um, and encouraged it. Um, and he was always supportive of me inside the technical side of things. Um, but because of my life, I didn't really have a lot of education, so Mm -hmm. I couldn't really get into the technical just like that. Um, so he got me in time and attendance, um, and along with him trying to get me into it with the supervisor that I ended up having in time and attendance but she wasn't then she helped me learn how to speak to people hmm. um, and gave hmm. me tips and tricks on how to interview with people and I went through well over 10 interviews with different departments before I blew two interviews away in one day and they both tried to hire me at the same time oh and that's I'm like, the best yes, yes. like Isn't I was like yeah nothing like it's having somebody
0: fight for you <laughs> nothing, nothing like
2: that. So I'm like, yes. So then I started it. It was an amazing supervisor then. And then um, I was already called Hev outside of work. Mm-hmm. Um, Heather just didn't fit. So by that time, even my current supervisor then and then the previous person that was about to be my supervisor that I never had as a supervisor, she just encouraged me, um, <laughs> she, uh, they both were very adamant on people calling me Hev. Um, so, uh, they worked on getting all my signatures, my information, that everything that they could, like my email signature, my name on all of our profiles, sales source and everything. They both worked hard on getting that switched and that was accomplished. And then one day I'm decided, I looked at the insurance. I looked at what would happen. And that was about a year into my permanent role. And I went to my new supervisor who was the one who helped me get a job to begin with, and I said, Hey, um, I'm ready. And she said, Good, just part of the three year plan, but thank you. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's how uh that's how we started and so ever since then we had a team meeting with my team at the time, told them what was going on and most of them knew anyways. So mm-hmm. it's I've always been very vocal about feeling like a boy trapped in a girl's body. Mm-hmm. So um, most of everybody was very supportive back then. Oh, and if I'm they really were, happy to hear that. They were quiet. <laughs> so
0: it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. that's good. And so, so this was like eight, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. So how have you seen, What's your perspective on on how how things have changed in oh. in just that short period of time
2: oh my goodness I'm loving the fact that our company has been growing in yeah. a more positive inclusive direction um, yep when I first started here it we wait we, we couldn't talk about it we could I sure. couldn't go around and specifically say that I'm a boy trapped in a girl's body or talk about anything like that. Um, and then the Be Here Now group started and I was just in, in awe and amazement that this is about to happen in my company. And I'm so glad that like, I'm here to watch our company grow into this um, inclusive, amazing corporation that I get to brag about to other people when they complain about their jobs. <laughs> so I can be like, well, I work for Paychex and you should hear about how Paychex is treating our employees right now. This whole be here now and and the Paychex Rainbow Alliance is kicking off and the inc- a whole yeah. inclusion and diversity group now just department just for our company to make us better people and employees.
0: Indeed. Tom, that sounds like culture to me.
1: It is. It's exactly what that is. And I'm, I'm so, so grateful to hear her story. That is just fantastic. It is. That is our culture. Um, when, when you look at that level of inclusion and diversity and, and when somebody can say that I'm able to bring my best self to work, mm-hmm. that that's what every organization wants. Every organization wants you to be your best self, uh, ideally, anyway. And, and I really think that Paychex lives that. I mean, we, we truly do want that. There's no exception, you know. Be your best self. Uh, if you behave this way,
3: you know? mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs>
1: and I, I, don't think we do that. I think have is perfect proof, you know. He, uh, he, he comes and and joins this family, joins this team, and is able to be his best self with, with all of the wonderful gifts that you, as a human being, bring to the organization. Yep. You can let that fly, and that's. There, there's no downside to that. Zero no. downside. It's all upside. Okay.
0: That's, that's really wonderful. And so have, I want to call out, I, I mentioned it briefly, but you also mentioned the yeah. Paychex Rainbow Alliance, uh, which you are a very active member of. Can you tell our audience a little bit about that in case they don't know?
2: So basically it's this awesome little chat inside we- WebEx Teams, um, but it's not just a chat. Um, it's, it's bigger than that. We have our monthly meetings. We'll have, um, uh, very similar to the Be Here Now group now, where we'll send out informational um, uh, emails and stuff that's going on in our current events slash uh, National Transgender Awareness Week or Veterans mm-hmm. Day stuff like that. Um, indigenous Indigenous folk, I totally said Indigenous people um, mm-hmm. day and all that <laughs> stuff. So um, basically. That's what we do, but we, we, we leave it more open. We can go in a dynamic in that chat where we can one day talk about pickles, dipping in nacho cheese to, (laughs) to very
0: important issues,
2: right? Um, to even (laughs) how, how do we approach somebody, um, and ask questions who is transitioning um yeah. so it's it can it's very broad and very open and I find it one of the most safest um groups right now and that's mostly because we just got to know our audience and a lot yeah. of rainbow people not trying to sound negative but it's more of a positive thing a lot of rainbow people are very positive because of all our negative in our life <laughs>
0: Yes. Yep. I, I've often been called an eternal optimist. And so yes. <laughs> I, I, I totally get it. <laughs> yeah, And that's why
2: we we make it work. It's
0: a fun yeah. times in there. Agreed. Yep. It's, um, I, I've seen some really amazing things from that group. Like you said, from trans folks who are starting their journey to um, gay, lesbian, bisexual people who are talking about their relationships or struggles they're having to allies coming in and saying, you know, hey, can I ask you a question? So, you know, it's a very welcoming space for everybody, whether, like you said, for Rainbow people or for allies, um, anybody who's, who's uh, interested in, in those kinds of discussions. Um, it's a great yeah. place to be, and there's a WebEx uh, WebEx group for it. Uh, Tom, I, I should have asked this earlier. Yeah. Oh, oh go
1: ahead. Can I, I was going to comment on that. Would it be okay? Yeah. Oh, please. Yes. Oh, good. Um, I'm also on the, the Be Here Now um, group and yeah. the Rainbow Alliance group. And one of the things that I love about it is that there's true joy. Yeah. When, when you look at the conversation, there's a conversation. It's an ongoing conversation. And we say in culture that the, that the relationship is the, or excuse me, the conversation is the relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you look at your life, if you look at the, 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 the people that are in your life, whether it's a boss, a friend, a family member, look at the quality of the conversation. That's directly proportional to the quality of the relationship. And what I see in the Be Here Now and the Rainbow Alliance is is a high quality of conversation. There's a lot of safety. There's a lot of support. There's a lot of I got you. There's a mm-hmm. lot of I hear you. And it allows people that avenue to be able to uh, to be seen for who they are and be there, be their best selves. Yeah. And, and I, I just love that authenticity. I love the level of safety, and I love the level of conversation that is going on in those groups.
0: I agree. And I love that it's happening here. If you had asked me 16 years ago when I was starting, will we have a group like this? I would have told you, I feel very comfortable being myself here, but I can't imagine an affinity group for me, for people like me, for allies to, to be a part of. And it's, it's really wonderful to see. Tom, do you know offhand, do we have a resource like that or something similar for veterans?
1: Yes, there is a veterans resource group. It has a similar uh, WebEx uh, group, Um, and same thing. Conversations around um, uh, around the support for veterans, and also planning for Veterans Day, veterans events, things like that.
3: Yes,
0: I'm so glad to hear that. All right, so I have just one one last question for you. Um, Same question I, I kind of asked Tom. What can your coworkers do to best support you, best recognize you and and indeed any trans people that we have in our lives, friends, family, coworkers, whoever it may be.
2: Um number 1 come from curious before you come from judgment. Yeah. So if you have a question, that's fine. Like we're not gonna nobody's nobody should be upset for people asking a question. Be in the moment. Like somebody wants to know something. So let's let's ask let's answer it. And I don't I don't feel comfortable with anybody who knocks anybody for asking a question. Um, Even if it's to me, it feels like a stupid question. It's still not a stupid question to that person. So I always advise to come from curious and not from a judgmental kind of action Um, and ask those questions. Um, If you can't support us or understand us, at least acknowledge us to some degree to the point of if you see me out in public or you see me in the chat or any of us and you know that we're trans don't try and misgender us (laughs) like like that's
3: Mm -hmm. be
2: respectful um yes basic respect basically all the all the core paycheck values is exactly Mm. what we should be treating everybody like and would support everybody um be respectful um integrity just like thomas said um there's another one innovation so we're supposed Mm -hmm. to be growing so let's grow together and stop trying to like judge us instead
0: so i love that yeah one thing i heard from both of you is start from curious which is Mm -hmm. just great you know it's it's we all we all want to be understood i probably learned it from him (laughs) <laughs> no, I think that's great though. because one thing we always say on the podcast is that we're looking for things that that bring us together, yeah. right? And you know, we're talking about two groups of people today, veterans and trans mm-hmm. folks. And um, I think the thing that I'm hearing most is what we have in common. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of cool things that make us unique, but there's also a lot that that really brings us together. So before we close it out for the day, um, is there anything that either of you, would like to add, would like our audience to know about you, about veterans, about trans folks.
1: I think you did a great job with the questions there. Okay. I'm, I'm good. Oh, thanks,
0: Tom. Let's definitely leave the praise for me in, um, in the podcast. <laughs> Hope it makes the edit. <laughs> All right, so I just want to thank both of you again for taking the time to speak with us today. It was really great, uh, Tom, getting to talk to you again. Have getting to talk to you for the first time. Uh, maybe now I will have the courage to say hi on the uh, on the Rainbow Alliance Do group. Do <laughs> uh, Tom. Thank you again for your service as well. Uh, just hope you know how much uh, we all, you all appreciate, you, appreciate you and all the veterans out there. Yeah, thank you very much.
2: Yes, also thank you, um, Tom. Thank mm-hmm. you for your commitment.
3: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm already uh, changing that. Much. That
2: habit has thank already you. gone out the window and it's already, I'm being here now and
0: it's changing, Tom. Thank you. You know what? To all, to all the veterans in our audience, thank you for your commitment yes. to all the trans folks in our yeah. audience. We see you for who you are. Thank you. Um, and I just want to say a final thank you as well to the folks who helped make the podcast really what it is. We've got Susan Kale in the recording booth helping us today, Matt Houck and his team uh, taking care of the editing uh, so, thank you to everyone. Thanks for listening to the Intentionally Inclusive podcast, and be sure to tune in again next month, where we will have a cool topic on the various holidays that um, your paychecks, family, and coworkers celebrate. Until then, happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you next month.
3: This podcast is property of Paychex Inc. 2020. All rights reserved.